0: unknown if you're within the sound of my voice you're listening to welcome home podcast for the dbc
1: hello everyone thank you for joining us on episode seven of welcome home a disney parks and vacation club podcast i am tom and i am here with trevor and damon hey guys how are you Good, good, good. Uh, just, you know, on vacation at this very moment, as you guys are hearing this. So. I, I feel like <laughs> I've been
2: talking to you guys already for two hours. I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and just so everybody knows here, this is going to be a little bit of a short episode. Uh, since I am on vacation, we are, uh, we're we're kind of doing an in-betweener here. So we are going to talk about some interesting topics. We're just going to keep it shorter than normal. We swear, for real this time, we're going to keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> I know we always say that, and then we end up with an hour and 40-minute episode, but we are going to keep it short this time. So anyway, Tom wants to get back to the park. So. <laughs> That's right. I want to go back to the park. I can't. I can't be talking to you guys all day. So, um, we have lots of great topics to talk about. Uh, we're going to try to fit them all within a, about a forty-minute time period here. So, uh, stay tuned with us here. We're going to talk about the 2016 theme park attendance report that just came out because it had some interesting things in it. Um, we're also going to talk some t- Toy Story Land updates because we haven't talked about that at all. We talked about Pandora a ton and barely about Toy Story Land at all, uh, and also Star Wars Land a, a lot. Not and no Toy Story, but um, there's also some rumors. Going going on at, at uh, Hollywood Studios. Uh, the Great Movie Ride uh, rumor came back up again. We're going to talk about that. Also, a random new projection show debuted at Hollywood Studios that Disney told nobody about. So we're going to talk about that. And But before we do that, we're going to talk a little bit about DVC because we always like to bring you a DVC topic every week. And so this week, we're going to talk about booking your home resort um, and you know your home resort versus your not home resort, how that all works. So going to get a little bit into that. Anybody want to talk about that first? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um,
0: actually, so um, for those that don't know, um, when you when you buy into DVC, they ask you what which resort you want. So each contract has a home resort tied to it. Um, so you can actually have your home resort at multiple resorts, um, which is something to keep in mind. But so for your home resort, what that means is that um, the window for booking rooms opens up uh, as far as eleven months out, and then for those same rooms anybody who is not at your home resort they can they can book those uh, rooms seven months out so what that means is for a lot of resorts that are really popular if you want to have a few months lead time to to be able to book those where other people don't have a chance to then you want to have that as your home resort for sure um so
1: i'm booked at especially disneyland right trevor
0: Oh yeah, actually yeah. So yeah, Grand Californian—it's pretty much impossible to get in there without having it as your home resort because there's only like 45 rooms or something like that. Um, so once again, so I'm I'm got my home resort at the Poly, and so Damon, you're you're at Saratoga, uh, Saratoga, right? Which that's—I'm trying to remember on the map—that's closer
1: to Epcot, right?
2: Oh, you're asking the wrong person. It's okay.
1: <laughs> it's kind of a it's Disney Springs area, so you can right. you can get to Disney Springs really easily easily from there. So, which is which is sort of kind of Epcot Hollywood Studios general area. Yes, I would consider that uh, 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 one of those resorts.
0: Yeah, so so yeah, obviously the, the, uh, a lot of the resorts um, the being able to book 11 months out, kind of you kind of have to look at how popular the resort is, I guess, when you're deciding that.
2: So, well, and, and there's a lot of other things to decide too, right? I mean, each yeah. each one has a different price per point, different dues. So, so we're going to try to keep this a little simple and just literally talk about the, the window itself, not anything else.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I I guess yeah. Outside of the uh, um, booking eleven months out, um, I, I honestly don't know if there's any other benefits to having your home resort.
2: <laughs> Monetary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, excluding that. Um, I, I don't know. For me, it's funny. I don't really care. I don't think I ever book eleven months out, so it doesn't really matter to me. We have friends that we're going with next year that are looking at that window to book eleven months out at Animal Kingdom. That's where their home resort is, and again, we go with them. And every year we have stayed at the home resort. But honestly, for me, if I don't get the you know Animal Kingdom, it doesn't really matter to me. I guess I could probably book it now, though, couldn't I? I guess uh, I could. Probably when are you? June. So I guess I'm 12 months out. I, I would need, they, they mm. can probably book in another month and then I could book at mine if I wanted to 11 months out. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've never been a problem for me. I've never had that problem ever. That that you haven't gotten the resort you wanted? Yeah. So I, it doesn't, like, to me, it doesn't make a big difference. That, well, now, have new. you
1: waitlisted stuff before or you've just always been able to get it when you went to Amazingly
2: board. enough, we talked about this last episode, right? I, I waitlisted Boardwalk this time. And what, how many months out was I, Tom? Yeah, you were like three, two? Yeah, like
1: three months out, yeah. Yeah,
2: no, I've never had a problem. What's going to happen is eventually it will catch up to me, and I'll <laughs> be like, oh, man, I shoulda, coulda, woulda. But here's the Disney thing.
1: Disney karma is going to catch up to you.
2: <laughs> now now that I'm on the podcast, my karma level went way up with Disney, so I'm not too worried. But, you know, does it matter if I stay at the same resort with the people that I'm going on vacation with? That's its own topic of discussion. But for me, what's closest to Animal Kingdom Lodge? I don't even know.
1: I mean, Animal What's Kingdom. That? Well, no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. what other resort? What's oh, the next there, closest there's resort? There's nothing else
0: near there, actually. It's yeah, just right. Animal there,
2: Kingdom. Yeah. Animal Kingdom. So I don't know where I would stay if I had to stay with somebody else. I, I mean, my,
1: probably an Epcot area resort. I mean, yeah, that's the closest maybe. you're really going to get.
2: But yeah. again, it doesn't. That doesn't concern me. But I, I think you guys are a little bit different.
0: Well, I mean, for me, it's you know I'm I'm flying from Canada, so I I plan as far out ahead as I possibly can. So. Um, so, like, for this trip coming up in September, we booked that last October, and then I have um, I have a trip being planned for May in 2018, and I actually booked that at the beginning of June. Because, Wait, but so
2: here's the thing. Where did you – where are you staying then?
0: Uh, well, both of them are the Poly because uh, my Poly is my home resort, so um, I can –
2: Doesn't that I sound boring to you, though, or no? Hmm? doesn't it sound boring to be at the same place twice when there's so many nice places to stay at that's why this has always been less of an issue for me i, I don't ever want to go back to back somewhere
0: well i, I guess my thing is, is uh so to be fair i haven't been to the poly yet so mm-hmm. i'm definitely excited to do that i think um because we've already booked 11 months out it's definitely up for discussion and when we get within the seven month window, um, my wife and I will be having a talk about do we want to change where we're staying or do we want to stay with the poly? And, and I guess the thing about having that 11 month window is it gives you the advantage of you can, you can at least lock in a room at somewhere and you, you don't have to worry about like, looking for a particular day and finding that there's nothing
2: available across the board. Because you I mean, know, is that possible if you're outside of holiday weekends? I mean, is it possible that that could possibly even happen?
0: Yeah. Um, probably not outside of holidays but but I guess that's really where it would matter if I was that, that's the was benefit, at, yeah yeah, if I was looking at like Christmas time or Easter, yeah, having that eleven month window would definitely be of a benefit.
1: Oh, for sure, and like you said, it's it's a huge benefit because you can book that as your backup, and now you can you know try to get wait lists if 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 the resort you want to go to is not available, or you can you know if it is available, then great. But either way, you no matter what, you have a place to stay, right? So yeah. that's the that's the comfort of it of having that eleven months out, and you know, uh, be it's funny because I've. I've literally only stayed at my home resort once and I always stay elsewhere. And, uh, you know, I, I wait list if I, if I feel like, well, if there's nothing available, which often there isn't, uh, it is a challenge. You know, that is one of the things you hear DVC members kind of, their number one complaint is like, nothing's available. And you know, that's why they're building more DVC. Right. So, (laughs) uh, cause they need more space for people and they need more, uh, more room, but it's, uh, it's one of the issues is, is sometimes things aren't available, especially, especially around the holidays and during the summer times. It can be a lot harder to get reservations, except if you're Damon, who seems to be able to get any reservation he wants.
2: Yeah, that <laughs> seems like me. Okay, That's good. I, I make a karma. few phone calls and I'm good.
1: You grease a few palms. <laughs> it, 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 I just, I, 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 feel like you're like bribing, uh, you know, cast members or something. It's, <laughs> it's,
2: yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Like I said, never had a problem at all. Like, and that's why I never even thought about it. Like, it doesn't even come up because I, I was shocked when I had a wait list for a day this time. I was like, "What do you mean? There's no boardwalk?" <laughs> fine waitlist me oh okay i got it all right well, i'm good <laughs>
1: at a place like saratoga though there's so many places like saratoga and old Key west are both the, the by far the largest dvc resorts so you yep. can like always get a room at those places
2: yep
0: so i guess damon so uh, how often do you stay at Sar- saratoga or once are you okay so you- you're like tom and that you just kind of pick at random where you want to stay each trip
2: uh yeah and except that one time we did the Tuesday which again i'd never do again
1: right <laughs> your sampler and, your sampler edition and anyone hotels.
2: who does that is crazy Now i'm just <laughs> it's not crazy if you don't have kids i, I will 100 uh, percent give Tom you that there right now
1: yeah. <laughs> i've made the switch over already it's gone the, the only well. good thing is i guess you get
2: to go like eat at different places a lot easier because you know you're not like oh man not that food again
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true I just, I like the idea of a change of scenery, I guess. I, and, you know, I have my resort bucket list, is kind of what I was talking about, you know, is I have all these resorts that I want to check out, um, you know, that are. You just- have a lot of time. I do, yeah. I mean, Disney's I, not
2: going anywhere. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, I hope not. You know. <laughs> so, um, okay, great. So, any other thing that you guys want to cover as part of this, or do we want to move on to the next thing here?
2: No, let's talk about my favorite place in the world. I mean, my second favorite place in the world. Universal you need to go start crack. your own
1: Universal podcast because uh, none of that talk is allowed on here.
2: <laughs> hey, listen, you start riding some roller coasters, you let me know. We'll we'll start stop talking about Universal then. Yeah,
0: I, I want to hear when you get back, Tom. If uh, <laughs> yeah, if I mean, at least Space Mountain. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, yeah. I see like four year olds on Space Mountain. You Come know on. what?
1: Yeah, you know, I do feel a little like you know, like bad when I'm like waiting at the exit of of Everest, and I see like five year olds coming off, and like that was the greatest time ever. And me as an adult standing there, like oh, I don't want to go on that.
2: <laughs> uh, but
1: anyway, so there was an attendance report that came out that made some news. Uh, every year, uh, a theme park. Uh, publication I believe it 's the themed Entertainment Association. Uh, they put out a report of theme park attendance and and first of all, the parks don 't release their actual attendance, so they're they 're basing it on outside information uh, basing it on a lot of different things so it's it 's not one hundred percent accurate but it 's usually pretty much in the ballpark of what 's going on and so what the report actually showed is that there was uh, at thirteen of disney 's fourteen parks around the world, there was attendance uh, you know drops. Uh, you know, most of them very slight, pretty small drops. Um, at you know, and truthfully, the growth at Universal too has been a lot higher uh, before, but it, it was it was much lower this time too. Uh, so Universal Orlando was up four point three percent. Universal Hollywood was up fourteen percent. Now that can be you know explained by Harry Potter being open, so that yeah, you know makes sense. <laughs> it's actually kind of surprising it wasn't more than fourteen percent. You know, <laughs> but. But, you know, there's some interesting things in here, and and kind of my opinion on it. I'll give my opinion. I'll let you guys talk about it really quickly here. But, um, you know, this is kind of, in my mind, Disney... Disney's strategy worked. This is what they were trying to do. So, you know, a lot of things with ticket prices are supply and demand. You know, it's not always about just being greedy and wanting to make more money. It's a lot of it is supply and demand. And, you know, Disney had a lot of issues at Disneyland, especially. And I don't know if Trevor, you can speak to this, but where with overcrowding um, and they were having that issue as well at Disney World. uh, And so they were trying to moderate some of the crowds. And that's why you saw them introduce seasonal pricing. Now, you could probably argue that maybe it worked a little bit too well. I don't know, but it seems like it was kind of their plan to do this, uh, to kind of moderate crowds a little bit and bring them down. And I'm sure part of it too, is the fact that, you know, half of uh, Hollywood studios is kind of, you know, it's the half day park for real now where there's very few things, uh, there that are left because so much construction, um, but, but that's just my thought on it I, I don't think it's that big of a deal Because honestly I, I really think that once, I, once everything else opens It's going to skyrocket again anyway
2: but, but I think the big part of this is that you know, The higher prices you know, have led to more profit Where I think a lot of people Find mm-hmm. that as an issue But you know, I, I always answer to the people That complain about the prices of Disney to Let's say we drop the tickets to $5 a day okay? mm-hmm. What happens then? You can't get in the park So either you can save, and yes, it's a little expensive, and you go to the park. Or you can drop the prices down where you're not going to be able to get into the park, and it's a balancing act. And and like I said, I've always said that I'm okay with the pricing of Disney. It is expensive, but it is a special sort of trip, right? And the three of us go every year. Yeah, okay. You know, maybe we're out of the ordinary. But in general, if the prices came down too much, you wouldn't even be able to touch it. You wouldn't even be able to get on a ride.
0: Well, and so, yeah, Florida for sure would have that problem. Um, it's already there in Disneyland because, um, so what I saw in Disneyland is that the um, they introduced uh, a payment plan for annual passes. So before it used to be, I had to pay for the annual passes up front and then they opened it up that people could do it on a monthly payment. And the amount of local people that start going to Disneyland went through the roof. And so again, that's where the them adjusting prices and making it a little bit higher is kind of pushing some of those people away because um, Disney World doesn't have that as much because it's really sectioned off from from the rest of the metropolitan area. Where Disneyland is literally dropped right in the middle of Anaheim, it it does make a huge difference, and they don't want the place reaching capacity every day because it's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> so
1: it's negative yeah. guest experience, and that's, yeah. that's 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 the big thing here. Is a lot of the strategy around changing the prices to seasonal was to affect guest behavior. It was to get, to spread the crowd out throughout the year Um, now. But like I said, I I think there's some other factors too. uh, You know, tourism in general in, in Florida was down quite a bit so that's that's definitely part of it and, and that's part of why you don't see Universal's growth as much but um, you know because they've been growing obviously but they they also have a lot more room to grow I, I have a tendency to believe that Disney is you know you've heard uh, Iger come out and say that uh, they're, they're running every month basically at 90 plus percent capacity at their resorts so it's almost like they're already like there's not even room for growth at Disney until they build more things build more hotels build more places you know and, and for Universal, they, their numbers were so low then they put in Harry but, Potter and they blow up so it's like 50% growth but yeah when but you're the coming problem with from Universal lower, you know...
2: is that the, the actual physical space right? so every time they put something new in they have to take something out where Disney you know, has the ability because of the amount of land very smart that they have you know, at least they're able to do things without shutting stuff down so I, I still consider the Universal growth not bad considering that again they're at some sort of finite square footage in general It's good and bad. You know my feeling about liking everything to stay where it was. We were just looking – I I had forgotten there was a Back to the Future ride. We were talking about Jaws at Universal, and I forgot there was a Back to the Future ride as we were watching Back to the Future 3, one of the television – one of the movies (laughs) I can never not watch if it's on TV. Um even the third one <laughs> even even the third one they're all, one. Good. They're yeah, all they,
1: good. I mean they're all good. You're right. We, um, I I celebrate the trilogy myself. So <laughs> <laughs> but
2: anyway, so I think that part of, you know, them still having growth when you're at, you know, the specific square footage is not a bad thing either.
0: Yeah. But and I, I mean uh, I I guess the way I look at it too is, you know, th- this also comes into um if Disney's attendance is dropping, that that is a competitive thing too. Is that if if their attendance is dropping and and or Orla- um, Universal's is going up, um, that's a, that's also incentive for Disney to start investing back into you know new attractions and went on. And I mean I know we're seeing that coming anyway with Toy Story Land and Star Wars and all that. But I I, I honestly think that uh, that park attendance going down is kind of a good thing. Overall, yeah.
2: so I, and as I, long as profits stay up, I, I don't think Disney's going to be complaining. No,
1: and and that's yeah. the thing. So at at the end of the day, like it, Disney got stagnant for years, right? They just kind of were riding, like resting on their laurels, like you know, like we got all this great stuff, we don't have to add anything. And then you know, Universal comes along, adds Harry Potter, and then all of a sudden they start making investments into their new rides and new lands and things like that. And so that kind of you know, it's it's a good thing to have that kind of competition going on. And actually, you know, in the very after you know the um, after the Eisner years, uh, they you know where he saw them as very competitive. They you know Disney actually I think is kind of okay with Universal doing a good job there because, and actually I think I heard the, the CEO of of Universal or someone from the parks uh, say one time he's like, listen, we know we're not going to completely take away from Disney. We just want a piece. Like, we just want a day or two. You know, we want you to come here for a couple of days. Like, we know we're never going to completely beat them, right? So that's kind of kind of what, an interesting thought, I, I think.
2: Well, I think it's also interesting that they've now invested some money back in uh, a water park as well, uh, Universal, that is, with the Volcano Bay or whatever that is. I'm actually kind of excited to see that when I go back.
1: Yeah, and there's actually there's a good conversation to be had about um, – about that too, uh, even though this is you know a Disney podcast, we can definitely talk about that um, at some point. Uh, we don't have time to talk about it today. It's a long topic, right? So, <laughs> and you know, especially since Universal kind of debuted their kind of version of of Magic Bands. A little bit differently. They're doing things differently there. But, uh, you know, they're they're kind of following that model, too. But I I do find it interesting, though, even with all of the growth at at, uh, Universal Studios, which I believe I think I read that they are up 80 percent over the past like 10 years or something like that, which is huge growth. Right. It definitely has put Disney on notice for
2: sure. Which is good. Yeah.
1: Which is good. And it, yeah. it, it, it makes them want to grow more, right? Make them more spend, spend more money. The interesting thing I find about it, even with all the growth at uh, at Universal, and, and maybe it's just that they were this far behind, but even with all the growth at Universal, there's still less visitors to Universal Orlando than there were to Hollywood Studios, which is a shell of itself, as we all know right now. But
2: you have to remember, a few things, I think, play into that, right? So the, the first part about it is is that if you're going to Florida and you only have a chance to do one or the money to only do one right, so you're coming from overseas, you're coming from out of country, or this is your once every five year trip, you're gonna go where there's more stuff to do unless you're a huge Harry Potter fan, right? I love Universal, and if you said I only had one shot to go to one place, I'm still going to Disney right because there's more to yeah. do there um you know, we went through Universal with our special you know stay at the hotel passes, which again are the best thing ever. Um, in comparison to Fast Pass. And we were literally done in three days, right? Like, I mean, there was no ifs, ands, or buts. We were done in three days. So if I had a week to go somewhere, yeah, I'm going to go to Disney over Universal. And again, a lot of it has to do with the square footage of the park. Like those parks are not huge, which is why they do a lot of those virtual rides like the new King Kong. You know, interesting ride, but a lot of screens, a lot of, you know, Transformer, you know, the same thing as a lot of screens because they're just limited on the square footage.
1: I'm not gonna yeah. lie I watched a video of that ride because there was so much hype for it and I for the video the King Kong one yeah and I thought and maybe just because I wasn't on the ride but I was like this looks really lame I, it, it was, <laughs> it was
2: it was pretty lame um, yeah. in, in comparison to what they had as the first King Kong ride which used to break down all the time which was phenomenal yeah right? I remember that I remember that too <laughs> um, yeah I mean it's, it's it's a bunch of screens I mean you know take me to see Spider-Man Transformer or King Kong they're all the same ride. And I think a lot of that has to do with square footage. There's going to be a new Fast and Furious, right? It's going to be the same thing, probably. The Jimmy Fallon ride, same thing, but in a better... It was done better, but the same thing, right? Like, because they just need to stick to this, you know... You see Route 4, right? Like, there's nowhere else for them to go. Like, they can't build more. They're cornered (laughs) in unless they did something where, you know, they had a tunnel underneath and. Yeah, something like that. (laughs)
1: Uh, Just to wrap this talk up a little bit uh, so we can move on to other things. Um, You know, obviously it was a little bit of a down year for Disney, but like I said, I I think that was part of kind of part of their plan. And also, you know, a lot of it has to do with construction, but a lot of it too has to do with Disneyland's numbers were inflated in 2015, right? Because of all the celebrations they were doing there. So of course that, that makes it look like there was, I mean, there were just more people that went to Disneyland in 2015 than 2016 because of those things. Right. So that makes it look a little worse. Um, tourism in general is down, uh, you know, if you look at like Disneyland Paris, for example, like that is down a lot of people, tourism's down there because of terrorism concern and th- concerns and things like that, um, you know, but, and then, like I said, tourism in general in Orlando was down overall. So I, I don't think it's terrible numbers. I mean, it's, it's very small drops for Disney and it's probably within the margin of error of their little study too. So it might've just been flat, you know, who knows? Um, but, you know, the thing is here, Coming up, Star Wars lands coming up. Toy Story Land is coming up, and this is a good, uh, you know, move into Toy Story Land. But you know, Toy Story Land is rumored to be opening in 2018, so that's going to increase attendance at Hollywood Studios, even just yeah. that by itself. Did,
2: did they have a seasonal? Uh, opening time yet? Do they, they usually open in spring? Right? Isn't that usually the plan?
1: I think they just open it whatever they can open it, right? So, <laughs> but, um, I mean, but yeah, you're right. They open Pandora's, you know, in spring, and um, you know they haven't said yet. They're going to announce it at D23. Wait,
2: so, so Trevor, when is your trip planned in 2018? Uh, May. What so if you're today. a week before they open?
1: Yeah, probably. Will
2: you change? <laughs> Will you change it or not?
0: No, we we can't, unfortunately. Um, uh again we we are we are kind of limited on when we can go so yeah it had to be the the week that we planned on
2: uh, gotcha i'm yeah, not super excited about toy story land anyway one of my favorite yeah. rides of all time um but not excited about the land slinky's like a tom coaster so like that doesn't interest <laughs> me at all it is like a that's, tom coaster
1: i agree it's um it's the barnstormer isn't it <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It, 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 well, so what I was going to say though, too. So you know, the attendance is going to change before we get into this whole Toy Story conversation. Um, you know, with Toy Story possibly opening next year, and then. Star Wars after that at Hollywood Studios, attendance at that park is going to explode, right? I mean, that's gonna, it's going to be the highest attendance it probably ever had. It's probably going to jump Animal Kingdom and Epcot you know, with, yeah. with Star Wars. Yeah, think um, about
0: Pandora and multiply it. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the scary thing, right? If we've had those yeah. kind of lines for Pandora, what is it going to be for like Star Wars? I mean, I might not even go to Star Wars for two years just to avoid that
2: craziness. Mm, I mean, I, I have this whole thing where I got to be, I, I've not missed um an opening been in the month of an opening of anything really you know in, in the past few years like so we went to the openings of harry potter we'll be at the opening pandora I, I gotta be within at least a two-month window of something new opening of a land maybe not a ride per se but if you're opening a land i gotta be there so so you uh, just walk
0: I, inside and turn around and walk out <laughs> I, I mean maybe i'll get on one ride i don't
2: know but like i can't miss the opening of star wars like that would be crazy talk like i, I gotta be there it's fair enough yeah
1: well, and, and so that's the thing. So you have those two things that are happening. And then Pandora this year is obviously going to jack up the attendance at Animal Kingdom, right? So that's going to end up being, you know, maybe even past Epcot. It's possible. And then they're going to overhaul Epcot whenever that's going to be done. So then that's going to be like, I mean, the attendance is is going to grow. It's not like it's a dire thing. And it does also seem like there's maybe some expansion stuff that's been talked about at Magic Kingdom too, like expanding Frontierland or expanding uh, Adventureland. Mm-hmm. But that's Leave that thing. stuff alone. Well, not closing anything, though, like adding things, David. I know you don't like closing, so they're talking about adding more. I don't
2: trust them. I don't know. You
1: don't trust them? They've been so successful with other things.
2: No, I don't trust them that they wouldn't close something. They'll close something that they'll close Swiss Family Robinson, and I'll have to go on strike.
1: You would go on strike for that? No,
2: I hate that thing, but I yeah, you know. That, thing, yeah. Uh, yeah, that yeah, was under
1: yeah, refurbishment right. for like two years,
2: and no one noticed. Yeah. yeah. No, but, everyone um, noticed because you're going to get your Dole Whip, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that thing. Oh, yeah, As like, you oh, walk what's, by all, what's all the tarps up there? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's where you walk around and eat your Dole Whip, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. There's too many stairs. That's how I feel about it. But... Um, so you're not, you are you guys are not excited about Toy Story Land. Is that, I mean. Or, no,
2: I'm not. Unless, I, unless you're telling me that there's a second um, uh, Toy Story ride, right? The Mid- Midway Mania, right? Give me a second one of those like they did with Dumbo, right? I'm good with that. Other than that, the Slinky Coaster is stupid. It's just, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it's stupid. It, it's, they've already have that ride. It's called the Barnstormer, like Trevor said. For adults, it's a waste. I, I don't know anything about this alien trackless ride. So, so someone key me in here. Okay, no one knows I, anything about it. <laughs> I, I think
0: I know how it's going to turn out um, because the next closest thing I can see to it is
2: oh in, the the cars lamp.
0: Yeah, in, in Lu- yeah Luigi's. I can't remember what they renamed it to, but basically they, they had this they had this terrible ride in there before where where it was like you're basically on like a giant air table with these inflatable car things and it wasn't really fun okay. and then they they yanked it out and they put in the uh luigi's rollicking roadsters is what it's called now okay. and so the thing about that is it's it's kind of um it's almost like is it like tecups? bumper cars no uh well it, it's the exact opposite of bumper cars because they're
1: designed not to touch each other okay <laughs> so they must do like a dance there it's like yeah. trackless like it's trackless vehicles yeah so so they all they Wait, have do you, like a do you actually drive
2: them do. though
0: no or no no, you just sit in there but it but they, they really they're not boring. on a track, but they move around each other and they know where each other are and they they spin around and all that kind of stuff. So I mean that was that was fun. That was legitimately fun. Um it kind of along the same lines as like getting on the teacups. Like it's not don't expect it to be like a like a tier
2: one type so, yeah. attraction.
0: But it's but, it was, but it was tier
2: one though, wasn't it? Which? The Luigi one?
0: No. Um no, that was the one next to Radiator Springs Racers that was that was the prime one. This, this was, um, the Luigi one was like, um, it was supposed to be just that. It was just like a, mm -hmm. something for the kids, something like the teacups that you go
1: on while you're waiting for the other big rides. So,
2: man, I don't know. I, I, I am not super excited about this toy story land.
1: Well, can it, let's frame it this way though. Maybe it's they're they're building Star Wars Land as a little bit more of an adult area, and maybe this is just a kids area. You know, I mean, yeah.
2: what was Before no, there should be no such thing. <laughs> Family <laughs> what, what was, areas only.
1: What was there before All though? Uh, yeah, but with the, I mean, the, was there before was the Honey I Shrunk the Kid like you know the playground, the playground thing? Yeah, that wasn't for adults, right? Why, and
2: that's going away though. Hurts my but feelings. Already so. gone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, but you know, so that's, I, I almost think that they're kind of just building a little like kid area for, you know, but, do you,
2: a, but if, do you think the barnstormer is a waste? No, I, I've been on the
1: barnstormer. No. I actually, the barnstormer is a little more intense some yeah, other things. Yeah. I'm not allowed to
2: talk to Tom about roller coasters. <laughs> I've been on the
1: barnstormer. I can barely fit on it, but I've gone on it.
2: <laughs> yeah. The barnstormer to me is just like, mm, it's a waste of space, especially if you're going to do something like this. Actually, I find that whole area over there, a waste of just time in general. So the circus area.
1: So you'd be okay with the, them removing that whole thing and and putting some other stuff in?
2: Yeah, give me Rock and Roller Coaster Part Two. That would be fine. Here's
1: here's a, here's a completely baseless rumor that I'm just making up right now. Right? So they're doing a live action Dumbo movie. Maybe they redo that whole area when the live action Dumbo movie comes out.
2: Mm, I
0: I wouldn't be that thrilled with it because I'm. I, I guess my problem is I'm not a fan of Dumbo to begin with. The, same with the as. Me either. But wait, not like a fan Toy of Dumbo
2: like the 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 movie
0: uh no i it's never been one of my go-tos i just okay
2: yeah
0: i'll I'll watch pinocchio before i'll watch dumbo so
2: and and it's interesting because dumbo has now the the whole reason they opened that area was for the second dumbo ride in in reality
1: i feel like dumbo is like small world though where it's like one of those rides you just have to ride because you have to you know like (laughs) it's not like the most thrilling ride
2: isn't there this new thing now with dumbo that you can like Get a ticket and come back, or something, or get a time and come back. They've got yeah. a waiting
0: area, so basically you you kind of queue up, or you go into the you you get in line in their virtual queue, and then you've got like a little play area for the kids, and then when you're ready, they call you back with like a like a like those buzzer things that yeah. you get. At it's a like restaurant, a restaurant page. Right? This
2: discussion yeah. went sideways real quick. All it right, did. back yeah. to Toy Story. But, but anyway, back <laughs> to
1: Toy Story. Yeah. So so <laughs> the reason we're talking about this is because there, I mean there's no breaking news with this, and truthfully Disney's been pretty quiet. Um, honestly, about this land, they haven't talked a lot about it. Uh, it, it I, I would expect that to change at D
2: twenty three. So uh, The know. Slinky roller coaster, though, like what are we are we expecting something kind of like the Dwarf Mine ride, where you know, like how the things went side to side? That this is going to be a Slinky where it's kind of going to go back and forth as it oh. goes over the track, or do we expect this just to be like the Barnstorm or a normal roller coaster theme? I, I that's the that's the thing. They the initial
1: like yeah. <laughs> pictures they showed showed you sitting inside the Slinky dog, right? Uh huh. But I, I have no idea if that's
2: actually happening or not. Uh, yeah, so well, yeah. Like, is that just theming or is that, like, ride? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is yeah. it going to compress and contract like a slinky? Uh, it might be cool I, to do once, maybe. I, I, I will say, though, I'm just looking at the
1: coaster track because so why this was news is they, they've put all the coaster track in. It mm-hmm. does look much more significant than the Barnstormer. Like, the Barnstormer is it, done is it, in, like, like 30 seconds. Is it a circle? Seconds. Yeah.
2: Is, is yeah. the track a circle, like you feel like you're going to be in the middle of it, or is the track just still, a, you know, the car's on top sort of thing?
0: Uh, it's it's feeling a standard like... steel coaster track, so so the track layout itself isn't any different. It doesn't, um, like, but... come
2: up further on the sides or no. anything? Okay. No, it,
0: do- it doesn't look like a 4D coaster or anything like okay. that. Okay, gotcha. um, But yeah, uh, Tom's right, though. When you look at the layout of it, it actually does travel a good amount of the land. So you're going (laughs) to actually, like, it's not like it's shoved off in a corner, kind of like the barnstormer where it has its own thing. It's actually going to go around other attractions and whatnot. So...
1: Yeah, and it's kind of going to be like integrated almost into the land. Like a, the initial uh, like art that they put out, it was supposed to go underground at one point, like under a walkway and like. But it, yeah. it's 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 a pretty. The track is decently long, and it does look like there is an inside portion of it somewhere here, or that might just be the train station, the the actual station. But it's a pretty significantly long. Uh, you looks know, ride boring. looks like. I don't know. It doesn't look boring to me. I actually think it looks kind of cool. It just depends on what they do around it. I don't know what kind of theming is going to be around it. I don't know like what kind of. Yeah. They've been very quiet about it. So.
0: Yeah, it's... and I. I it I does look think big, though.
2: You're right. It, I, I think it, it, after, it looks good, right? Um, oh, it doesn't. I said it looks big. I didn't say good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. In my mind, I think it looks. It, I mean, it's it's definitely on a grander scale than the Barnstormer. You you can definitely say that. Yeah, and, it, and
0: like I said, you know, we really you got to wait for D twenty three to to know a lot of this information, right? So that's true. Um, I, I know that they. Uh, it, it, I guess it, it's weird is that they they've been so quiet about everything about this land, yet Star Wars we've heard so much about. It it's kind of weird because it is. Yeah, I I don't really know what to make of it, but also I guess too is that Toy Story is not. It doesn't have the same weight behind it that that Star Wars does, right? It's not. It has.
2: It, it does have a lot more weight than than I would have thought, though. I mean, yeah, not Star it, Wars weight. I'll give you that, but
1: yeah, I, I. It's. I mean, very few things have Star Wars weight, right? I mean, I, I, could you argue that Star Wars is even? I mean, they're. It's definitely bigger than yeah. Harry Potter even as right of apples and oranges. oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's true and i yeah. mean but toy story i mean it's it is a classic you know franchise but you know like what do you do with that i think when they built toy story midway mania they they use that
2: intellectual property well like there's going to be toy right? story 4 right that's the whole point of this toy story land
1: yeah, that's, that's part of it, too. And and I, I like the idea of what they're saying where you're, you know, the whole idea behind this is that you're going to be shrunk down to the size of a toy and you're going to be in Andy's backyard, right? So that's kind of the idea behind what the land is, is, is all about. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I think the roller coaster looks pretty cool. I think it looks like it's going to be spanned pretty far. But it is kind of weird. We really haven't heard anything about it. And I also think it's kind of weird just looking at this picture. I don't really see a lift hill in this picture. Do you? could be uh, i did yeah is it is it that straight spot right by the you know the the crane there we'll put these pictures that we'll put the links out for this but it's i don't know it just it seems a little weird I, I i don't know and also where is it connecting back to the station if that is the station off to the right how's it going to get there like so it looks like it's going to go even further through the land right Mm maybe or does it come right back? I don't know. So I don't know. It's I. I there's a. I, I'm excited for D it's for DVC huh, for D23 to find out more about this and to maybe find out a little bit more about what the other ride's going to be about too. So yeah. So anyway, um. So and also, uh, just so you guys know too, and, and you know, this was on the list too. They are changing the entrance for Toy Story Midway Mania. Now I don't know what they're going to put. I, what when the world's are they going to put where the old entrance was? I I don't know, but uh, you know they're moving that to Toy Story Land, so you'll be able to enter that from Toy Story Land. And kind of the entrance for Toy Story Land, if you can visualize in your head, if you know Disney, to the right of Toy Story Midway Mania, there was kind of like that big corridor there. You guys know what I'm talking about? Uh, so yeah, i like- going off of yeah. like ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, Trevor. Kind we, of, yeah, yeah. So there's. What do you mean? The- where they
2: parked all the strollers?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. where the entrance is going to be. It's over there. So they're going to re- they're redoing that area right now to build the entrance for it. I- I'm hoping that that means the return of uh, of Mr. Potato Head, the uh, the really cool animatronic they used to have in the line that for whatever mm. reason has been gone for a while. I'm hoping broken all the time. Yeah, I- I'm hoping they'll put that back in when they move the entrance. But who knows, right? So I mean, I still think this is going to be a good addition. I'm I'm excited for it, you know. It- but it is getting a lot less play than. And maybe after D23, well, I'll get more excited about it, right? No. <laughs> no, never. Um,
0: I, I just love seeing everything that comes out of D23 anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Because there's going to be a lot of details about Star Wars, too. I, I think I saw it's going to have its own pavilion, too. So Yeah. A um, couple other things that are going on at Hollywood Studios, actually, all this stuff is going at Hollywood Studios, probably to fill the gap of all the construction that's going on. Um, the music of Pixar Live has debuted. It is a full orchestra playing Pixar music along with characters. It's playing in the Beauty and the Beast Theater, like kind of in the evenings. It's only got three or four shows every night. It's gotten fantastic reviews. I don't know if you guys have read anything about it, but it's basically an orchestra playing Pixar music. And then there's characters. You know how
2: I feel about this stuff.
1: You don't like the shows or anything like that?
2: The nighttime shows, or is this a regular show? No, this is an
1: evening show. This is this is, <laughs> th- this is, yeah. This is a,
0: yeah an orchestra like a sit down and listen to them in an amphitheater.
2: Well, Tom said evening though. What, what what does that mean?
1: Like there's a five thirty show.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah, this is maybe. before your bedtime. You're... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, this isn't. The, this isn't the nighttime projection show. This is okay. Uh, no, this is something else. And so my question about it is: it's getting great reviews. I'm wondering: do do you think that they, even though Beauty and the Beast just came out and was a big hit and all that stuff, is do you think that they could eventually replace Beauty and the Beast with this, freshen things up, or is it? I don't know. Just a, it seems mm-hmm. like it's just a temporary thing for the summer to like a stopgap, but. It's been very popular. They're yeah, they're but, they're telling people to show up an hour ahead of time to get to get in.
0: That Beauty and the Beast show too is it's been around a long, long time.
1: So, that's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, that that's a good point. Is yeah, maybe the, maybe they're just kind of feeling out the waters for what else they could fit in there. But having a live orchestra do more than you know two shows a day, I think. Uh, I, I don't know if I could see them doing that long-term because it's, I mean, I know that there's a lot that goes into the stage productions and everything, but um, live orchestra is even harder to get people around for like, it, or to get, like to get the cast members onboarded for it and everything. Like you basically have to have like two or three orchestras running. uh running side-by-side, yeah. side, right? It's probably so, really expensive to do, yeah. too.
1: You're paying a lot of people to do the show, right? So, Yeah. There's also that, too. So um, really quickly, uh, just running last thing here we're going to talk about really quickly is um, the new nighttime projection show. Uh, so Disney randomly decided to premiere a new projection show at, at, at uh, Hollywood Studios. Didn't tell anybody. Uh, just kind of. It, it's not even any marketing or anything like that. It, you can compare it to. Um, is it called Once Upon a Time? Now, it's I believe at yeah. uh, at at Magic Kingdom. It's a projection show. Yeah, straight the projection. Show. It's the yeah. pre-show, although now it's the post-show at Magic Kingdom. Um, <laughs> so it's after Happily Ever After there, but this one it's before Star Wars. Um, so yeah, just a, it's kind of weird, right? <laughs> so, well, I guess
0: Damon. You probably don't yep. have anything to say about this. I have because... nothing to say. <laughs> <That's my bedtime laughs> show, right? Damon, you can just leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it from here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I guess, nothing, not everything needs to have a big announcement around it, right? Like, I don't know. It, it, like, I, I think it's great that they're, again, they're just kind of throwing stuff out there, but I think everybody's used to, uh, you know having like lead time like with wishes and stuff knowing when it's going to end and all that i don't think they need to to,
1: to do advertise it show, right yeah, yeah. i almost i almost wondered too if it was just kind of like a, a way for them to calibrate their projectors and make sure everything's good for the star wars show <laughs> you know right yeah, yeah. And, that's true and, and it was probably super cheap for them to throw together. They just, you know, threw it together. Although it got great reviews. A lot of people were saying it's really good. So um, it's kind of been compared to the end scene of the great movie ride where they're showing a bunch of movie clips. But, of course, it's all Disney properties that are, they're showing. So I'm going to check it out when I'm there. I mean, might as well, right? So, um, so okay. Well, that's all we have time for today. Um, we're going to wrap everything up. Uh, Damon, do you want to wrap us up?
2: Sure. I can definitely wrap us up. So let's see, if you want to get in touch with us via email, you can find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. We do have a website which has some information about the podcast and links to some of the podcasts at www.welcomehomepodcast.com. Again, we're always looking for questions from some of our listeners for the next podcast, future podcast, and you may actually get mentioned on the podcast. So usually you can email them to us or you can send them to us on Facebook. We will actually be having some more interaction via Facebook as well. You can find us at Facebook at Welcome Home Podcast, on Twitter at Welcome Home Pod, and on Instagram at Welcome Home Picks. If you find us via iTunes, or even if you don't, we'd like you to go to iTunes and give us some reviews. That would be helpful. uh, Helpful. For us, as we could get out there and uh, get a bigger audience, and I'll hand it off to Tom for our closing.
1: Yes, thank you very much. Um, so thank you guys all for listening. We really, really appreciate everybody. Again, we've just can't believe how many people listen to this thing and comment and tell us all about it. And we really, really appreciate all the feedback and still no negative, uh, negative comments. So, and if you're going to give us a negative comment, please email that to us. Don't give us a negative review in iTunes. (laughs) We would appreciate that. So, um, don't forget to subscribe to welcome home podcast. So you can be reminded every time we release a new episode, uh, you know, that way, as soon as we put one out, it just pops up for you, downloads automatically, and you can have us ready to go right there on your phone. Uh, you can find out you find our podcast uh on iTunes uh Google Play Music TuneIn Stitcher any app that can get podcasts you can find us i listen to us on a uh on podcast addict on, uh, on Android you can listen to us just about anywhere so uh, and just a reminder to our listeners welcome home podcast is for entertainment only we are not employed by the Walt Disney company and as such any opinions we expre- express on this show are our own so please consult your DVC representative or a cast member or call DVC for more information or to verify anything we said on the show today so you can find me on prince charming vacations for all your uh, Disney vacation planning
2: needs and Damon You can find me at BST kids for all all your Disney entertainment
1: great thank you so much for listening guys we really really appreciate you listening to the show join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion Uh, we're also on the next show going to talk about my vacation we're going to break all this down and talk about all the things that I saw and all the things that I did so tune in for that next time Uh, we really appreciate you listening hope to see you all real soon this is Skipper Albert AWOL the voice of the jungle signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC do a huddle when we hit a chair How she can't cuddle is no man's affair I looked around from pole to pole Found her in a sugar
0: bowl E-dee, Look out, here comes my ball and chain